Okay guys, I am back and I don't have a cool fucking intro like Alice Cooper does on Call Her Daddy, but I don't know if you can hear this. Hold on. If you can hear that, that is the sound of me cracking a beer and as of right now, that's gonna have to be my intro. So let me just like take a quick swig of this. Hold on. It's Saturday. What is up? A whole lot of things have been happening. I know I haven't been on in like a really long time and for that I apologize. I know that some of you like actually look forward to hearing my voice which is kind of like adorable but like also because I'm socially awkward makes me a little bit embarrassed but it's like fine. But yeah, I just want to apologize. It's been a while since I did anything. The last episode I did was about the Black Dahlia murder, which like I'm still pretty hung up on, to be honest. I just wish that they would be able to solve it at this point. But of course, um, they haven't. So um, really quick before we go into this episode, because this episode is going to be a little bit dark at first, but there is going to be some light at the end of the tunnel, believe it or not. Um, I have to do a trigger warning because the topics I'm about to talk about regarding my life can be triggering to some people. Um, we're going to talk about depression and we're going to talk about violence and we're going to talk about sexual assault. Um, so if you're listening and if any of those things are triggering to you, please just stop. It's not worth it. I'll do a better episode like next week. I, but I have to get what is on my mind right now and what I've been digesting over the last few weeks onto this platform so that I can essentially let it go. So without further ado, now that that is out of the way, let's just really talk about mental health. Now, my mental health is (laughs) not great, obviously, which is why I have a whole podcast about you know, my life and like surviving my eating disorder and the things that I struggle with every day. But like, we also have to dive into the fact that that gives me anxiety and depression. And, you know, one is an extremely low thing and one is an extremely high thing. And when you have both and you're going up and down and up and down and up and down, whether it be from day to day or hour to hour or week to week, whatever, like it can be very, very draining Um, and a lot of that just kind of stems from the current living situation and essentially school. So I've been having like a lot of issues with my school, like in general, as far as like, you know, administrative things. And, um, I failed the class by less than 1%. So I had to retake the class. Um, I had a 79 point one and the passing grade has to be 80 um and that was like threw me into this thing of can I become a nurse like am I good enough am I smart enough am I gonna end up killing somebody should I even do this should I do something else what is my plan b if this doesn't work out what if I can't get into school again etc etc and that was just I have this issue of I don't know how to like it's like a downward spiral like something out of Jersey Shore you know like like the situation like literally had a downward spiral and that was 
me for months because these classes aren't offered. They're only offered once every three months. And that is just like a whole other thing that I just can't even get into. But between that and the pandemic and how much it has affected me and having to constantly be inside and when I'm not inside, now I'm working at a local hospital and I just got hired um, as an at-home care attendant. So I'm caring for the elderly right now that literally don't have anybody else to help them because of the pandemic. It's just like, it's just been this insane tornado of shit. Like just fucking shit everywhere. Fucking shit all over the grass. Fucking shit in your house. Fucking everywhere. It's just, it's been really, really hard. Um, and when I go into these moments and some of you might be able to relate to it, it seems like no matter what you take one step forward and two steps back and it's hard to like get out of this downward spiral and Someone once said, quote, a lot of people struggle with sleep because sleep requires peace, end quote. And I totally felt that. I have not slept normally and I don't know how long. I go to bed at night and I'm stressing about something, stressing about school, stressing about money, stressing about my relationships, stressing about friendships, stressing about being, you know, away from my home, um, being away from Charleston, which I love, um, and just being away from people that love me, it's hard. I do love it. I don't want to ever fucking go back up north. Like, I would have to go kicking and screaming. Someone would have to drag me out of there. But it is hard for me to sleep at night right now with this magnitude of all of these things going on right now. And I realized that this self-reflection I've had over the last two weeks, really, I've really looked at my life and how I'm living it and what I'm doing and how I process my thoughts and my actions. And I've really taken some time to realize that the grass is greener where you water it. It's not greener on the other side. You know, you're not watering your neighbor's grass. You have to water your own. And if your grass is diseased or your grass is dead or there's patches, what the fuck ever, then it can spread uncontrollably. And if you don't get that under control and you don't take care of your grass, you will end up having a mental breakdown like I did two weeks ago. So, with that being said, let me just give you guys the background of our current living situation. And by ours, I mean me and Joe's and the two dogs, which I have introduced. They haven't been on. Well, the dogs really can't be on. That's kind of stupid. But Joe hasn't been on yet. He's talked about wanting to be on here. And I am trying to find, like, a good subject that we can talk about. I mean, I feel like relationships are so like cliche to talk about with your significant other on a podcast. So we're going to have to figure something out. It'll probably end up being another murder mystery, to be honest, because we are just obsessed with those kinds of things. But our living situation, we currently live in an apartment complex. 
we were living in another apartment complex that was outside of Raleigh um, in a small town. It was nice, it was quiet, it was good, but it was 40 minutes from our friend's house. And it just like, it was just too, it doesn't sound that far, but we can't just like meet up for a cup of coffee. Like it has to be like this huge whole ordeal. And that's just not something that honestly with everything going on right now, we have time for. So. We moved to this new apartment complex. Everything was great at first. We were like loving it. It was cheaper rent, which was awesome. It was actually a bigger space than we had before. Um, And after a little while, like that's kind of when problems started. And I don't know if anybody else has problems with neighbors, but we got like, we got problems. So about a month ago, actually it might be a little bit, no, it's longer than that. Maybe two months ago, we were hanging out and Joe was in his office and I was watching like, of course, like a scary movie or a murder documentary or something. And all of a sudden I see cop cars coming by. Joe goes outside to smoke a cigarette and he's like, these cops are like lingering. And there's, there's a lot. There's like six cruisers. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And the next thing we know, they're putting up crime scene tape. And I'm not talking about like at the entrance of like our building. No, they engulfed our entire parking lot, including my car, into a crime scene. Turns out, fun fact, that a couple of men tried to break into an apartment that was adjacent to ours with a gun and the resident that was there apparently had gotten hold of the gun and shot one of the suspects and they all fled. And I like, I have lived in some sketchy situations, but that is just, that's too much for me. I like watching murder mysteries. I don't wanna be a part of one, like no. And they were here for, the police were here for about seven hours. They didn't leave until about like three o'clock in the morning. And that made me like really nervous. I, you know, you hear all these stories about stray bullets and drive-bys and obviously my anxiety was through the roof. Like I just immediately go to, someone is going to kick in our door. I'm gonna have to use the fucking AR on somebody. It's not going to end well. This is a bad situation. So right now for me, sleeping at night is really hard, especially when our apartment, like our bedroom kind of faces the parking lot. Um, So I'm like, to be honest, I'm just really paranoid about the things that have been happening. And on top of that, we have really noisy neighbors. I mean, the guy upstairs is constantly making noise. He's probably listening to this podcast right now, but honestly, I don't really give a shit. I mean, I don't know if he's on like drugs or something, but he is awake 24-7. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning this morning. Just, I had a bad dream. I woke up, I walked outside just to get some fresh air because it's actually really nice weather right now down here. And there he is, he's up. He's up during the day. He's up at night. He's up all the time. He might be a vampire. He might be 
on something. He might have insomnia. Who fucking knows? I don't know. But it stresses me out. And then the neighbors to our immediate right have children. And I loved kids. I do. I love babies. I love kids. I think they're wonderful. I think they're so innocent. I think they're wise. I wish more adults would listen to their children because their children have a lot to fucking say and have a lot of opinions and ideas. But if your children that are under seven years old and you have multiple children and they are up banging on my walls at two o'clock in the morning, screaming and swearing and fighting with each other. Like it's really, it's not a good time for me. I don't know if that's news to anybody or if anybody has felt this way or anybody has kids like that. I'm so sorry, but that is like, oh my God. So between that, not being able to fall asleep well, so I've been having to use my medication, which I don't like fucking using because it makes me feel like shit. It has been, this living situation has been a huge stress on me. And I know that it has been a huge stress on Joe. I mean, at this point, there's no parking. Joe parked his truck literally along a curb, okay? Like in this back lot that no one goes to. And the next day, he wakes up with a sticker that... Literally, he needed to use a razor blade or some sort of blade, I believe, or tool, I don't fucking know, to get the sticker off because it was so stuck. And they told him that he can't park there. Well, the nearest parking is like pretty far away. I mean, our apartment complex is full on our side. He would literally probably have to walk like a mile to a half mile, maybe. And that's just like, that's just too much. Like, I just, I can't do that. So, that it's like every day like we're thinking like what is gonna happen today what neighbor is it gonna be what is the apartment complex gonna say what is gonna happen and it's just it has made us live like on edge and that is a huge problem it's a huge problem because my living situation is supposed to be my safe space like I love being at home I do love going out because sometimes I just I need to get out but I want to be able to be comfortable in my own home and currently I am not and I know that Joe isn't either especially when he works from home. So this has been like a huge thing that has just spiraled. We cannot wait to get out of here. It's just too much and that has like launched me into a depression you know. I wake up and I'm depressed here because this living situation is uncomfortable and makes me paranoid and then I go to work I deal with or clinicals or class when I go to clinicals I'm dealing with COVID I'm dealing with C. diff I'm the other day a whole man's foot was absolutely dead as hell um these people are suffering and it is like I have no escape right now and I'm constantly living under this stress of not being able to escape sorry I had to like take a break because honestly I just got a very emotional text from someone and it kind of like threw me off I don't even know where I was but long story short it's just been like so it's just been a journey like 
it's been a huge, the only way I can describe it is like a huge growing pain, but it's a growing pain that has lasted for a little while now. And I am just struggling with it. So I needed to do over the last two, two or so, three weeks ish, um, maybe longer. Honestly, I've lost complete track of time, but I've done a lot of self reflecting on, you know, what I need to like get done, like with myself to be in the place where I was. And so I took Joe's bike out and I love riding. Like I love riding motorcycles. Like that is how me and Joe met, which is honestly adorable. I don't care what anybody says. Um, and it was the first time and I'm trying not to get emotional on here, but it was the first time that I have felt alive in such a long time, like aware that at any moment, like life could just end. I mean, it could just, there are tragedies every single day that people experience, whether it's you or someone you know, or someone you don't know, life can change at any moment. And I have realized when I was riding that I am not living in this moment. I am taking for granted what I have right here and right now. And it honestly, it made me cry about every single day for like weeks thinking about it and having this epiphany on his motorcycle like just solidified it for me that I'm not taking care of myself I'm not living in the present that I'm sometimes I live too much in the past and sometimes I live too much in the future and that's a problem because the next day I'm living in yesterday and then tomorrow I'm living in the next day and that's just not fair to me and it's certainly not really fair to anyone else that I surround myself with so it has been like this roller coaster of emotions like how can I fix this like what daily activities can I do to help improve how I'm feeling etc 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 and like obviously that's a whole other rabbit hole that I went down on but it is something that I needed to face like I needed to open that door I needed to look at what I was going through and what had been done to me and what I had did and things like that to realize that this is just not okay. Like I'm not okay. This whole situation is not okay. Things need to change and I need to live more in the present and not stress or be worried about things that had happened to me in the past or things that will happen potentially to me in the future. And with that, I have to enter into the sexual assault part of this podcast and that's why I'm saying that I need to let you guys know that it's gonna get a little bit hairy um I can't talk about a lot of things that I want to talk about because there is a pending court case against this man and yes so hold on let me just like take a chug of this beer real quick hold on all right So, there was one point in my life that I thought that I had had everything figured out. Like, I was in a very good place. I loved where I was. Um, Joe was with, well, he still is with me, but 
Joe was part of the picture and it was it was like a really good time. And then I was approached by a man and this man promised me the world. This man promised me all of these wonderful things. He told me that I was amazing, that I was going to go places in life and that he was going to help me to get to those places. Um, I already know that I'm going to get emotional talking about this because if you have never been manipulated in your life, then you don't understand. The internal battles that you fight every single day because of a manipulative person is extremely tolling. I wake up every day knowing what this man had done to me and how he did these things and got away with it for so long that it's hard every single day for me to process this. Now, like I said, there is a pending court case against this. You know, of course, the American judicial system is slow as hell. And a lot of the times, victims like me get kind of put on the back burner when there are other cases that are seemingly more important, which I'm sure that there are. However, it is disheartening. So I hope that if there's men listening to this right now, that mo- that you guys understand that most women, especially have experienced a form of sexual assault or harassment or abuse at least once in their lives. It could be your mom, it could be your sister, it could be your best friend, it could be your cousin, it could be any female. More likely than not, someone that is female that you know has had a situation just like mine. And so it, you know, the news glorifies all of these things and it's hard it's a lot harder than people know coming forward about something like this and we just we just walk around with this shit on our hearts and it's hard especially when others think that it's a lie or think that it's a joke and That is just something that I will never fucking stand behind. I will never, ever, ever allow someone I know to run their mouth about sexual assault or sexual harassment or abuse. It's not fucking right at the end of the day. Don't care what your excuse is. If you sexually assault someone, whether you're male or female, you should be hung in public, period. I think that that is is how serious I am about this subject. So... Long story short, there's this man who's older than me, promises me the world, you know, and I'm like this dumb bitch that is like just eating up everything that he's feeding to me. And then what he does is he starts alienating me from everyone else. He starts prodding and doing all of these little things to almost cause drama, but cause drama quietly. And... He manipulates this entire scenario. And mind you, he's married. And there was an incident. And there is 
it's so hard for me to talk about this because I cannot jeopardize what's happening right now. But there was a situation where everyone in the area had no cell service. There was none. And that is the night that he sexually assaulted me, knowing I had no one anywhere near me and I had no cell service for me to call someone. And I can't believe it's still hard for me to digest. I look in hindsight and I think, what could I have done differently? How did I not see this coming? And the assault, I kept to myself. The next morning, I cried. I remember people asking me if everything was okay. And I said yes. And then... Joe was not in the area at all. He was very far away. And I was so scared that my abuser was going to do something to me that I did not tell him immediately when it had happened. And that might be the most heartbreaking part about it. The person that I trust with my life and that I love and I have been with for a very long time I felt that I could not tell what was happening. I know that he would have tried to protect me. I know that he would have done all of these things to try and help me, but I was so manipulated and so scared and so paranoid. I mean, this man told me he had guns. He, when he's not supposed to, he had told me that he knows everyone. He told me that no one would believe anything I said. He told me that there was no evidence, that they would never find out that it was him. And I carried that for a long time. I carried that for, let's see, I left in this area in October. And then I got a phone call when I was visiting back home. Uh, well, I was visiting Maine. And one one of my friends called me and said this person my abuser did something to her and when I tell you that my heart broke into a thousand pieces I'm not lying it is still broken it is broken because every day I carry the guilt that if I had said something and maybe just one person believed me, then my friend wouldn't have had to go through the traumatic experience that she did, which was far worse than mine. And the reason I'm sharing this is because, you know, the Me Too movement was huge and a lot of people mocked it. But until it happens to you, you will never, ever, ever know the pain of sexual assault or rape in that moment. And that has been, I remember coming to Raleigh and after not seeing Joe for a few months, and I remember calling his best friend and saying that I needed help and I needed to talk to someone but I had no health insurance. Luckily, there's a place down here that accepts you even if you don't have health insurance and it's completely covered and you can go to therapy and you can get a psychiatric evaluation. And they diagnosed me 
with PTSD. And it, unfortunately, it varies from person to person, but it's something that you can never cure. I will have to carry the weight of what he did to me for months and especially the night that he took advantage of me for the rest of my life. And so long story short, after hearing what he had done to my friend and being heartbroken, I was furious. I have never wanted to get in a car and drive 900 miles back to where I used to be and shoot this motherfucker. I wanted I wanted him to die so slowly and so painfully that I wanted to make sure that I was the last person that he saw before he died. And the anger and the frustrations that followed because of how sticky the criminal justice system is in regards to sexual assault made things a hundred times worse. I remember calling a supervisor from where I worked and telling her, and I remember her sobbing on the phone asking why I didn't tell anybody. And it's because a lot of the times we feel that no one will believe us. And I'm, again, I'm talking about this because finally, after filing my police report, going to Charleston and speaking with a detective, writing an official statement, having him be investigated, and having a detective call me after having over 10 people say that this man has assaulted or harassed him, that there is absolutely nothing that can be done. Nothing. He will be able to walk around. He'll be able to work anywhere. He'll be able to prey on minors and other adults. He'll be able to do whatever the fuck he wants because they have no concrete evidence against him despite all of these people, all of these women and young girls coming forward to the police to say that this had happened to them. And that is the most disgusting thing that I can think of in my life right now. And that is why a lot of the times when I'm awake at one or two or three in the morning knowing damn well I have to be up at 6 a.m., that's what I'm thinking about. All I can think about, and it's so hard to digest and it's so hard to get past. But the good news is, finally, literally after months and months and months in court and talking to lawyers and fucking talking to other people and getting all of the right things, justice is supposed to be served in nine days, but it's not for the things that he did to me and my friends. Not a chance, of course. Instead, it's about a different thing that he did wrong. And again, I can't, I'm too afraid to go into it because I don't know who's listening and I don't know who might, who like how this might affect what is pending right now. But this man is about to be in extreme distress. And when I tell you that I am so happy over this, I have never felt better. I literally, it is something like, even if this is the only thing that happens to him, even if this is the only thing where 
he is made uncomfortable for however long he will be in jail, then I can literally, and I'm going to try not to cry, but I can literally lock this box of garbage and depression and anxiety and paranoia and low self-esteem and everything like that and lock it in and put it away and not be done with it because I know that there will be times that I think about it but feel this sigh of relief that this man felt just one ounce of how uncomfortable and unworthy that he made me feel when he did what he did to me. And that is something that I will fucking cherish. And if you are listening to this and I know that it sounds stupid and I know that it sounds cliche and I know that it's hard to fucking believe, but please don't fucking stop until you feel that you have brought justice against someone that has violated you in a way that you didn't think was possible or was ever going to happen in your lifetime. Do not stop. Make his life or her life unfucking comfortable. If they have done something to you, I am 100% against going to whatever lengths that you need to do. Now, I'm not saying, you know, go out and fucking murder the person because that would be bad for you and that would do you more harm than good. But don't stop because there were so many times that I gave up on this subject. There were so many times where I was like, you know what? He's not, he's going to fucking, you know, live his best fucking life while my life over here is falling apart because of what he did. No, don't stop fucking. I, I called, there was one week where I called the police every single fucking day. I need to speak to the detective. I need to know what's going on. No one is telling me he's fucking walking around here. He's running his mouth about me. He's running his mouth about victims. He's bragging. He's the biggest narcissistic psychopath I have ever met. He literally enjoys, like a sociopath, he just enjoys hurting others it gives him satisfaction it gives him this power and I want to take all of that power away from him and I someday will be able to stand up in court and I will be able to look him in the eyes and give him every single detail in writing and verbally of how he tried to ruin my life and that I am here now to ruin his and This all ties into everything else that has been going on because something like this affects the entire rest of your life. It has made me, honestly, I have, I've been only eating once a day for the last three weeks. Um, I cry at night sometimes after Joe goes to sleep. I cry on my way to work. I cry after class. This is something that is so fucking heavy. You, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I would never, ever, ever want someone to feel the pain that I have felt for the last year and a half of leaving that situation behind. 
And so please, if you are listening to this, please don't give up. If you need someone to talk to, please call me. I don't care. Block your number. Disguise your voice. If you don't want me to know who you are, that's okay. But know that when you call me that this is a safe space. That I will never, ever, ever make you feel any kind of way. And that we will make sure and I will do everything in my power to help you. And that this situation that you are in has justice brought forward. I won't stop. I'm a very determined person. I'm a very motivated person. My work ethic is unparalleled. You can ask anyone that knows me. I won't stop. I won't stop until it is over and when you say that it is over because that's where I'm at right now. This won't end until I feel that this is over because he took that away from me and I'm gonna take that away from him. And I know that sounds super vengeful, uh, vengeful and like very like vigil ante of me. And I don't want anyone, you know, to feel like, oh, like she did it because, you know, she has the willpower and I don't know. That's not fucking true. That won't be true for you either. So please speak up. I don't care if it happened last week. I don't care if it happened last night. I don't care if it happened a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. If something happened to you that is wrong, you speak up because you and I, if you are listening to this, know damn fucking well that you are better than this and you have way more self-respect for yourself than you think you do and you have way more willpower. And I know that someone took that away from you, but that ends here. You take that fucking back. And you do what you need to do. And if you need help, you fucking call somebody. You call the police, you do what you got to do. And there will be someone that stands behind you like there have been several people from this situation that backed me up and have literally given every day of their life to make sure that this man is stopped. And if by any chance... This podcast, this little segment of my podcast is about you and you are listening to this. I don't wish you the best of luck. Shit, you're going to need a lot more than luck to get away from this situation. And I will continue to come after you. And even when all is said and done and everything else is over, I'm still coming for you. So I really hope that you have an escape route because if you don't, you better start thinking of one. And you, if you are listening to this, you know that I know exactly what happened that night and you will not fucking get away with it, period. Now, with that being said, I need another sip of beer. Hold on one second. Whew. All right, I'm back. Hold on. Do you hear that? That's my beer. I need another swig. Hold on. All right. Now that I have publicly given a little tidbit about that whole situation, I feel relief. Like, that is just something that I feel better about and makes me feel better about. And um, I just want to thank you guys if you have made it this far for listening um i know that was a lot but i hope that if you're struggling in any kind of way you know 
that it's okay to not be okay. Like it is okay to have bad days. It's okay that, you know, sometimes you're not your best self and sometimes you have these moments where you break down and sometimes you have these moments where you cry and just let it happen. And if you have a therapist or someone else you can talk to when you're feeling better, like that is just something that I want to continue to um, encourage. And um, I just am really passionate about these kinds of things. And I just wanted to um, reiterate that it is just it's okay to not be okay sometimes I know that life can be hard it's not meant to be fucking easy you go through a lot you know you lose family members you lose friends you um struggle with school or relationships or you struggle mentally or whatever um I just want to leave the um a few different phone numbers if you need someone to talk to that's maybe not me or you want to talk to someone that you know you don't know because you don't want to share your business the national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 the national eating disorder association is 1-800-931-2237 and then there's the general crisis line which is um it's texting like it's super easy you just text the word support to 741-741 and this is for anybody their goal is helping people move from a hot moment to a cool calm guiding you to create a plan to stay safe and healthy you equals our priority and it's 24 7 it can be about very even the simplest of things and Also, on top of that, finally, just due to the nature of my episode, the Sexual Assault Hotline for Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network is 1-800-656-4673. With that being said, um, I know that I was diagnosed with PTSD, and I know that there are veterans in this country that deal with PTSD and it is hard. I know that it's hard. I know that our situations are different, but I can kind of understand where you are coming from. And if you need to call the Veterans Crisis Line, it's 1-800-273-8255. And just talk. It, it's gonna get better. I know that that is so stupid to hear. And you probably hear that all of the time and it can be discouraging and whatnot, but somebody out there cares for you and somebody out there looks up to you and doesn't ever want anything to ever happen to you. So if you're in one of those spots, please feel free to call slash text one of those numbers and get the help that you need. I hope you all have an amazing weekend and I promise that next week's episode is going to be way less depressing like I will be funny um but that is this this entire episode this has been what's been weighing on my heart for a long time and this has always been my outlet is talking and that's why I started this podcast so 
again, I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Please know that Facebook, Insta, Snap, fucking Twitter, um, Pinterest, you know, whatever way that you can contact me, if you need to contact me, I am here for you. And I promise you that you are not alone. All right, guys. Bye.